This sermon was recorded at Christ Church Mission, a congregation that seeks to be a people fully alive in God's kingdom. This is a reading from the book of Matthew. Jesus said, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The word of the Lord. Good evening. My name is Jacob, and I'm the student life director here at Christ Church. Grateful to be with you on this significant day in the Christian calendar. And as Dean said, Ash Wednesday marks the beginning of Lent, and it's a time for us to orient and to get our minds around this season. And it's a somber season. It's a season marked by death and by darkness by reflection on our own mortality in our impending death. So why Ash Wednesday? Why not skip to Good Friday or to Easter? I did not grow up in a liturgical tradition, maybe like some of you, and I always felt like Easter snuck up on me. It was like normal Sunday, normal Sunday, bam, most important Sunday of the year, be very joyful. And I think it's really important for us to understand the cadence and the rhythm and the preparation of the Christian calendar in the year. And our pastor of spiritual formation, Jason Veach, talks about how Lent enhances Easter, Ash Wednesday enhances Easter, that it helps prepare us in our hearts and in our minds because often we cannot experience deep joy until we've experienced deep pain. And so as we prepare and as we orient, um, I hope this is a powerful moment for you. This is a powerful service for you. This is a moment where you experience the presence of God in a tangible way. Ironically, my first Ash Wednesday was last year, and I had this tangible experience with God in a way I hadn't in a really long time. I hope that's true for you too. So Ash Wednesday brings to mind that theme in Scripture that we are like a wisp of fog 
or like a flower in a field, that we're here today and gone tomorrow, as we read in a psalm. And uh, we do this thing on Ash Wednesday where we get uh, the cross on our forehead in ashes. So why ashes? Well, we do that because of Genesis 3.19. Our first ancestors, Adam and Eve, uh, when they had knowledge of death for the first time, God says this line to them. He says, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And it's a chance to remember that we came from dust and we will be dust. I had a friend, Justin, at my first job, who he actually had the word dust tattooed on his forearm, like right here. And I was like, man, that's so punk rock. Like just uh, think about your death all the time. And, uh, you know, that's very opposite of what our culture teaches us, right, and how we kind of orient ourselves. We're constantly trying to, to distract and to entertain and to forget about death. This may surprise you or not surprise you, but I am not a big country music fan. And uh, I, uh, while I'm not a big country music fan, my dad was growing up, and so we would listen to country music songs in his truck, and I actually have a lot of good memories with him singing songs, and so when Toby Keith died a couple weeks ago, I was actually surprised at how emotional I got. And uh, I got that emotional because of, of him and his life, but also because of the memories of my dad. And while I still don't believe that I should have been a cowboy, I do believe that uh, his music is significant. And uh, I was shocked at how much his death stung me. Like, I, I don't even know him. And that's what death does, doesn't it? It stings. That's the word scripture uses. And it stings, and it stings, and it continues to sting. Whether it's someone you don't know, or it is a friend, or a family member, years and years later, the sting just never quite goes away. And as we think about that, and as we focus on that, it's easy to push that away, but I would suggest that we, we think about that, we accept that, we embrace that. I think about step one from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. That it says that uh, we came um, to accept that, our, um, that we are powerless over our addiction. In the same way, I'd encourage us to accept that we're powerless over death on our own, because when we accept reality, that's the beginning of health and acceptance and transformation. And that's when we can move to step two. We come to believe that God can save us. And God can save us. And so that's why we don't just have ashes today, but we have them in a certain shape, the shape of a cross. And while the cross was an instrument of death, it is also a symbol of hope. Remember in Jesus' day, a cross was uh, a symbol of fear of death that the Romans used as a tool for execution. It would be similar to us if we saw an electric chair. There's no warm feelings about that symbol. And yet, that is the genius and the scandalous nature of the gospel, is that God took this uh, symbol of death and he turned it into a symbol of hope. And Jesus... In choosing to go to the cross and to die, 
he was able to take our pain and our death and turn them on their head into possible hope. And so now, often when we see a cross, it brings hope or it reminds us about the future and what it will bring, or it reminds us that that person is marked by Jesus. And Jesus went to a cross to relate to us, and now we relate to him when we are marked by a cross. And so as you receive a cross today, know that you are marked by Jesus, and death is not the only story, it's not the end of the story, that we enter into a greater story. There's a woman in Carolyn Ahrens, she's the director of an organization called Renovare, and she tells the story of her daughter really wanting to read The Hunger Games. If you know The Hunger Games, it's a story where uh, this country's at war and there's 12 districts and each district has to send two teenage tributes to go fight to the death every year in The Hunger Games. And she did not want her daughter reading this and her daughter really wanted to read it. And so they fought and they fought. And finally, mom exasperated, says, why would you want to read or watch something that portrays the death of children? And uh, her daughter said, I think, mom, that for a story to really matter, you have to know that the stakes are high. You have to realize it's life or death. About this same time, they started going to a church that practiced Ash Wednesday. And they, for the first time, got uh, crosses on their foreheads with ashes. And uh, her daughter was just really put off by it. And it was like, why are we doing this? This is weird. This makes no sense. Why would we be marked with ash and a cross? And Carolyn thought for a moment, and she said, for a story to really matter, you have to know the stakes are high. You have to realize that it's life or death. And this story that we enter into, the story of Christ, the true story of the world, the most real story for our lives, is so important. And Ash Wednesday helps us enter into that story. And today, as we orient and as we focus and reflect on death and darkness, it leads us into Lent and leads us into solidarity with Jesus in his death. And I love the embodied nature of today's service because there's some things that go beyond words. And when we're marked, we in some way commune with Jesus. I believe that. And so um, it also, I believe, helps those of us who are choosing to fast from something or give something up during this Lenten season because we enter into solidarity with Jesus fasting in the desert. And so Ash Wednesday just gets us ready for that. In this scripture that we read today, Matthew 6, it's the scripture we read every single year for Ash Wednesday. And if I could sum up the scripture, I would put it this way. Don't lose the story. And that's what Ash Wednesday, that's what we're trying to do today, is not to lose the story. I mean, when Jesus talks about these different tenets of the faith, he says, when you give, don't lose the story. It's not about showing off. It's not about how much you give. We give because God gave to us, and it helps you connect with God and show his love. And when you pray, remember, don't lose the story. Prayer isn't about what other people think about you or how great your prayer sounds. Prayer is about talking with God and your connection with him and him hearing our cries. 
And when you fast, like maybe some of you are going to enter into, you're not that great. And it's not about your spiritual success. It's about intimacy with God and connecting with Christ. Don't lose the story. And he ends that passage with that iconic line, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so let Ash Wednesday help us to treasure Christ. Let Ash Wednesday help us connect with him. And Jesus, he came close to us in our darkness, in our humanity, and in our death. And so as we connect with him today, our hope is that the ashes and the cross and the darkness remind you of the greater story of the gospel, the greater story of Jesus dying on the cross so we may experience his presence and one day we'll experience Easter.